Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we will be continuing our devotional series, The Gospel According to Zechariah. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart, and we'd love to have you join us over there. Good morning to you. I'm uh, doing my devotional a few minutes early today because I have a school assembly that I'm doing with Josh um, in uh, just a few minutes. So we're looking at the final vision that uh, Zachariah has on this long night um, in uh, sort of February of 2000, uh, sorry, 519 BC. And uh, so let's read Zechariah chapter six, starting in verse one. Zachariah's final vision. I looked up again and there before me were four chariots coming out from between two mountains, mountains of bronze. The first chariot had red horses, the second black, the third white and the fourth dappled, all of them powerful. I asked the angel who was speaking to me, what are these, my lord? The angel answered, these are the four spirits of heaven going out from standing in the presence of the Lord of the whole world. The one with the black horses is going towards the north country. The one with the white horses is going out after it or towards the west. But I think it's actually going out after them. Um, And the one with the dappled horses towards the south. Then the powerful horses went out. They were straining to go throughout the earth. And he said, go throughout the earth. And so they went throughout the earth. And then he called to look. Sorry. And then he called to me, look, those going towards the north country have given my spirit rest in the land of the north. So, as I say, this final vision here, and of course, it involves these different coloured horses. And actually, if you remember back to the very first vision that Zachariah had back in chapter one, that vision also involved various different coloured horses similar to this red and black and dappled horses. And it's been suggested by uh, some continental uh, commentators that whilst the first vision came to Zachariah at the beginning of the night at sort of sunset, This final vision now logically would come to him kind of at the end of this long night uh, and at sunrise. And almost this final vision is kind of representing the sunrise, a new day for the people of God. And uh, I think, you know, that's quite an attractive suggestion. Be that as it may, let's just step back and think about the pattern of these eight visions And because they kind of fit together, the first really and possibly second vision and now this eighth vision kind of deal clearly with God's dealing with the nations of the world. So this these eight visions are bookended by visions about how God is dealing with the world and judging and uh, surveying and judging the world. The central visions of these eight are about God's dealing with his own people, with his church. And of course, at the very centre of the whole panel of visions in vision four and five, we get God cleansing Joshua, the high priest, 
in Vision 4 and in Vision 5, God uh, fueling these lampstands so that the church can be like a city on a hill, shining out, beautiful, shining forth, replenished by the Spirit of God. So the church, really those central two visions there about the gospel and about the church and how God is getting his people in a right relationship with him in visions six and seven. There was more there about God dealing with sin amongst his own people. And so really the central visions are about getting a right relationship with God for his own people. But the first vision and this final vision are about now God dealing with the world. God dealing with the nations on behalf of his people and in protection of his people. And so let's have a look at this final vision. And there's kind of a delay, isn't there? Because we have to wait for this final vision. It's almost like God says, right, I'm going to deal with the world. No, wait, hang on. First, we need to deal with the church. Okay, now finally, eighth vision, let's get back to what we were going to do to deal with issues in the world. And there's this delay. And we need to ask a question, why does God delay in dealing with the world, in judging the world? And the reason is that, of course, first, he wants to deal with his people. He's waiting patiently for his people to be ready, like a, like a bride that is dressed, ready for the bridegroom like a people who are prepared for the Lord. God is preparing his church. He's working in his church and he's delaying his final judgment until he's completed his work in his church. God is being merciful to the people in the world by giving them time to come into his church. As it tells us in 2 Peter chapter 3, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. And so there will be a day when God will come, but he is patient. He's working his purposes out. He's building his church. He's calling people to come into his church. But he will finally come and judge the world. And that is what this final vision is about. And we see, of course, two bronze mountains. Solomon's temple had two bronze pillars at the entrance. And here we have the temple of heaven. God's heaven, and it's guarded by these two mountains, these two bronze mountains, immovable, impregnable mountains. It's like, yeah, God's heaven is, is impregnable. God stands strong. And out of, through these two mountains, between them come four chariots. And these chariots are uh, driven by uh, four different colored horses. And what we're seeing in this vision is really the providence of God, God working his purposes out in the affairs of mankind. God working his purposes out through plagues, through different situations in the world, but he's working his purposes out. Do you know that God is at work in your life and, and even the little details of your life matter to God? As I love what one commentator says about providence, and that's this, that 
An important part of our faith as Christians is that God cares for us and that the detail and direction of our lives are under the purposeful control of God. We draw comfort from the fact that nothing is too small to escape the attention of God. No, not too minute for him to bother about. We draw inspiration from the fact that God has the power to make all things work for good in our lives. So God is involved with the detail of our lives, but his providence also means that he is over the affairs of men and in control of everything. And we see these four chariots and they're depicted as wind blowing. And this is not some gentle summer breeze. This is a gale force wind that sweeps human barriers aside. And as it tells us in Psalm 104, the, uh, he makes the clouds his chariots. He rides on the wings of the wind. He makes his messengers winds. God uses these horses. They're like sweeping through the earth. They're going to go out through the earth, but they're not allowed to go out yet. First, they have to present themselves, as it tells us in verse five, before the Lord of all the earth. We see the sovereign God delaying them going out to bring judgment to the world, holding them back. And in verse seven, these horses are straining to go. They're chomping at the bit. They want to go out. They're impatient to go out to bring judgment. But they're not allowed to go yet because God, as we've already seen, is patient and working his purposes but eventually these horses go out, these chariots go out. And as opposed to the, the horses in the first vision, which were reconnaissance horses that went to survey the earth and found that the earth was at rest and at peace and was complacent about the things of God. Now these horses are like uh, chariots, like tanks, they're stormtroopers. They're, they're forces of judgment and they're going out. And of course, we get different colors here. We get black, which is the color of mourning and grief and death. We get white, which is the color of victory. The, the north, the um, black horses go to Babylon to the north and then uh, bringing death. And then the white horses follow, bringing victory in the north. The Babylonians were the enemies of God's people. And now the Persians are there and they're, they're the, the enemies of God's people. God will bring judgment to the nations of the north. And then the dappled horses go down to the south, to Egypt, the other traditional enemy of God's people. And again, God brings judgment to that. And, um, and so we see that God is sovereign over every part of the world. And then we see that the spirit rests in the country of the north. It's like God has done his work of judgment and he rests because it's finished. God doesn't want to bring judgment. In fact, God wants to bring mercy. Ultimately, we need to understand that God wants to bring people to himself. He wants to show mercy to people. And so we are told in Romans chapter nine. And uh, there it tells us in uh, Romans nine, I just want to finish with this. Sorry, Romans 12, verse 19. It says, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. 
On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We need to remind ourselves God is in control. God is sovereign. We don't need to uh, take revenge. We don't need to defend ourselves. We can trust God. He is defending us. As Elisha said to his servant, more are the chariots and an army that is with us than the chariots that are with the enemy. The Aaron has surrounded Elisha and his servants in the town of Dothan. There were these huge chariots surrounding them. And then God opened the eyes of the servants and they suddenly saw that God was surrounding these chariots with his own chariots. God is more powerful than any forces in the world. God is in control. God is on your side. God is at work in your life. God will defend you. God will protect you. God will fulfill his purposes for you. And he is more powerful. Greater is he than he that is in the world. We can take full courage and confidence that he is working it all out and he is powerful to do it. And so we can love our enemies. We can pray for them. We can preach to them. We can share the gospel with them. We can look for God to bring them into his church. We can focus on getting ourselves ready, getting the church ready. And then ultimately, God will make all things right and bring justice in all the world. So God bless you and have a great day. Uh, I'll be off to my assembly now. And actually, we're only doing two devotionals this week. No, no devotional tomorrow because Joshua is away this week. Uh, but I'll do one again on Thursday. God bless you. Have a good day.